see, would somebody, would somebody say something? Hello. 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 Yeah. You should just come, should, come, just, I, should I move or should you move? Well, you should, because you can see people. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. No, with the computer? Yes. All right. You need to log out before I come. Can you Scott, I am ready to have this conversation with you. I just didn't get around to writing the little message on, on Telegram. So if you feel like it, I'm still interested. Great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, me? Yes. Is Can I be part of this conversation as well? Thank you. Great. It was, yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. What are you bringing right now? I don't need a check-in from everybody, but I need to know any crucial hot stuff we'd like to dive right into our considerations for this, for this session, session number six. Does anybody want to speak, share something? Naomi. Yes. In a way, it's an exploration and maybe it's a question and maybe it's not. We met in our three cell, Amanda, I, and um, Maren. And we found out that this exercise we did last week of sharing myself, uh, share, somebody shares and the other person sees what is touched in them. And we realized that from the coaching we'd gotten, we'd all understood the exercise in a different way. And then what happened was that two people were doing the exercise at the same time with each other, but with a different intention. And I guess my question is, if you are explaining it loosely or, or conveying it loosely on purpose so that we do all this experimenting or not, because I also see value of, you know, being in the, oh, I don't understand what's happening and then finding a way out. So this is a question, but maybe you don't want to answer it. To be clear, the, we explain the experiment as clearly as possible and yes. as clear as we, as we could at the time. I could explain yes. it more clearly now than before, 
but your last description of what you were doing wrong seemed most accurate to what we were trying to invite people to do. There's actually two people are participating in the experiment at the same time. One person is connecting with the person across from them and looking at themselves and seeing what they're missing and trying to speak from this part in themselves that they would like to meet with in the part over on the other person. And the other person is helping to navigate to that. I've done it a couple of times with different people since then. I think at least once is recorded in a possibility coaching session. It was fantastic. So I really, I think it's a, you know, this combined with the, with the, one of those first experiments we did, which is to find what's real, you know, finding what's real is, is related to that. And we'll be, we'll be using the find what's real again today in our experiment. Does that help at all? Yes. And will you, if that process is recorded, will you send us in the chat a way to watch it? Yeah. It's a possibility, but it's on create possibility. It's 91, uh, 81, I think the process 81. And actually the process I did just before 80 with Dimitra is at the end, we, it was the day, right? It was the morning, the Wednesday morning for me. And we went right into that, like more at the end and discovering this. It was amazing that both process was so similar that we did with Clinton that both people had this shield, this projection and then behind there was this, this, you know, this part of the being that had never been seen. And in, in the process that I did, the, the person was still like too attached to the projection. Like there was not enough um, like matrix in a way or something to take down the projection, but she, she had access to the, the part of her being, this like little part that had never been seen and and then in in Clinton's, they just did all the way and took out the projection. Mm. It's possible that it's eighty one and eighty two. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I discovered something today and it's it's still uh, it's a distinction and the distinction is saying what you want creates a mess anytime you say what you want it creates a mess and depending on your level of responsibility then you interact with the mess that you've made differently but it's possible that most people get stuck at go and like get stuck at not saying what you want because of having to take care of the mess afterwards. Mm. And, and to just realize it is a mess and there's um, adult messes, there's child messes, there's radical responsible messes, but there's also different ways to uh, engage, like to be with that mess. So sometimes, uh, you you know you might make this radical responsible mess but then your child comes in and then you can't handle it and so you handle it at the child level and it's basically somebody else is going to take care of it and but you can also make a child mess and then your adult part comes and cleans it up 
and and so I think there's those two yeah uh, anyway it's a distinction to explore but I, I figured it out a couple hours ago hot off the distinction presses yeah so it, it turns into negotiating it turns into negotiating with a mess you say what you want and then you also said something like if you could even change your mind about something you already said that you want to now you're changing your mind about it so you're making a mess about something that was already a mess so it's it's but if you understand it's a mess and you can and you just go well yeah i'll just let's negotiate how to handle the mess and you know i'll do this or i won't do that and let, let's have let's forget about this and let's let's hire somebody to do this whatever you want whatever it is but this is so empowering to become a, a mess maker like a transformational mess maker which is what a mage is so we're entering the territory of actually consciously making messes. Anything else about that right now? Yes. I, I, uh, before the call and, and this morning, I, I was, what was, what was in my forethoughts was, was leaving leaving the place better than I found it. And it was, it was part of the, the invitation letter from, from Andy for the, the upcoming labs in, in Portugal. And, and I thought, it, it feels like, like every, every decision that I make to, to, to leave something better than the next decision, there's, there's a consequence because I'm buying lettuce that's wrapped in plastic. And, and so there's there's this this teetering of of the responsibility and and then the next choice and then how is that affecting everything else yeah this is and i was sitting with that this morning uh but i wanted to also respond to something that you asked for at the beginning of the call and uh, and and it's a, it's a question that I've heard people ask in PM spaces and it's about hierarchy and is this a hierarchy? And I, was, I had a conversation with Patricio last week and I had sent him a text and it said, you know, thank you for, for choosing me to hold space this past week. And, and, he, and he, he asked me about what that was and we had this conversation and, and I, as, as the conversation started, I said, can we record this? And he said, yes. And what I came to realize is that we create our own hierarchy. I was creating the hierarchy by, you know, like, like venerating him for giving me the space. He said, Shannon, I chose you because in the moment I needed somebody to take care of it and I knew you could, and that's it. And it doesn't mean that you're better or worse. Or he's he, and all of this hierarchy is is self-created. And then I realized when I held the space that I allowed the people who had been at the Costa Rica lab to share first. And so I gave the lab a hierarchy, right, to to allow them to share first. And 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 so one of the so in terms of projects, one of the, what I realized, my big epiphany is that when I was performing improv. 
and there were six of us and we were creating something, we were all holding space on that stage. And there was never an ask if I could speak or if I could go. I simply would point at someone, I'd say, I need you. I'd bring them out on stage and we'd start. And there was never a moment of, of asking if I could go on stage or thanking somebody for allowing me to go on stage. There was just six people holding space for one another and so in sync that we created something magical from a suggestion. And, and so one of the projects that I'm gonna be working on with Patricio is, is, like, is bringing that, that concept of, of space, of just using the improv to, to, to inform spaces. And so that, that nobody's jockeying for position and feeling less than or better than or judging, or, that, that we're all in a space and we're holding it collectively and responsibly. And we go when we need to go and we and we we release when the next person is ready to go. Or, and we encourage other people to go. But but there's I'm there's this conversation that's happening in, in PM about about the hierarchy. And it's and I'm so seeing how how I create it and how individually we all create it. And I and I want to to create something to to eliminate that, the hierarchy that we bring into a space. Thank you. I'd like, I'd like to offer a suggestion. Yes. You framed it up. If you will, if you, if you start using what you said, if you, if you use improv, you're diminishing the entire possibility in the game world that you are standing in. You're diminishing it to improv, which has the purpose of entertainment. So there's a certain sets of protocol for doing improv. Yes, and for example. And so there's all these, but if you frame it up as in improv, you, you diminish it. So I would encourage you to use different words, find new words to empower people to do what you're, to take responsibility and have it be the evolution of consciousness is the purpose. Transformation is the purpose. And yeah. you'll, you'll need to use different vocabulary for similar actions, but it'll expand your context, expand that. It won't diminish it, it'll amplify it. Yes, and, and that, yes. Thank you for the feedback. I would like to be part of this conversation, Shannon. I, and I would hope there would be articles, videos, a website, whatever, some, some really public material about it. I mean, there's an, an excellent article, in my opinion, written by a man in Australia called Michael Kahn, who, who wrote this very touching article about, is possibility management a cult? And he did serious research in this uh, mm. in this article and it's uh it's so um innocent innocently written and it, it's there's no argument in the in the article it's not arguing this way or that way it's an investigation and he just shares the journey of his investigation and i just really like the article he's a great writer so i hope you get a chance to read it 
C-A-N-N. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. An invitation, maybe a question to explore, like Shannon and Brian and whoever will do this exploration is, what benefit Mike Gromlin has to play in the hierarchy? And, and how do I, so how do I want to play that out in, in the spaces that I am? And what, and what else is possible? What are other distinction, other uh, territories? Like it's other maps really for, for a similar territory. It's like hierarchy is, is a map and that's the one that we've been given. And so that's the one that it's like, if there's only this map, then we see hierarchy everywhere. But it's like, okay, what if there's another map and, other, and new maps offer new possibility? So. Yeah. I mean, the, the question for me is, it, why is it not beneath your dignity to play in a hierarchy? Say that again. Why is it not beneath your dignity to play in a hierarchy? How, why, how is it possible for you to lower yourself so low as to play in a hierarchy? Because you're no longer in next culture, you're no longer in mage context if you're playing hierarchy, for example. I don't want to give you, I mean, it's like I, I also want to have new research or what comes what yeah. comes in you. I, I just want to say that it might, in terms of if you get like stuck or you're just like, okay, are we missing something? You might want to really uh, like not study, but really, for example, try to implement tourist technology to read all the rules of engagement and how does it go and what, how's that different from hierarchy? Like how, how the rules of engagement create a, a next culture space. And it's like this Clinton the other day was saying, well, tourist technology is sort of sociocracy 4.0 because they've upgraded sociocracy for those of you who know <clears throat> this meeting and decision-making technology. And I say, the problem is with sociocracy, it's, it, it is a method. And so there is no context and distinction to hold the method. And Taurus technology only works in radical, in a context of radical responsibility with the distinction of box and gremlin and being and low drama and reactivity and like, many of the distinction used in, in possibility management. So this is just what, anyway, what I have been uh, researching in, in that regard of how to, team, how to make teamwork really in the most empowering, uh, liberating of potential, uh, fun, collaborative, and like at risk, at risk. Teamwork that is at risk. And I, I just had the idea that it could help in the underworld uh, segment of this research. If you wanted to, there are so many videos and experiments with establishing uh, the prison environment, mm -hmm. the, the Nazis and the prisoners or the, any kind of prison and the prisoners, the prison guards and the prisoners and making this division in any group of people uh, calls out everybody's gremlin to play both sides. And why would people be willing to do that and just research that? Because it's horrifying, it's really horrifying. 
even the experiment with the blue eyes and the brown eyes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What, what I'm talking about. Shannon, in what you shared, it seemed like you, in the beginning, you referred to a question that Clinton asked, but that it was not on this call. Is that correct? No, it was at the beginning of this call. It was about the beginning of this call. Okay. It seemed like you were referring to something that happened outside the call, or you mentioned a call that I was not in, and also the experiment of the blue and brown eyes. Maybe many people don't know. And for me to talk about things that other people don't know and not explain quickly what it's about, maybe also creates a type of hierarchy. Yeah. So Clinton at the beginning of the call asked, what projects are you working on? Yeah, that is, that is responding to you. And this experiment was done by a teacher uh, with her class. I don't remember her name. And, uh, and she told her students that there's new research and that blue-eyed kids are smarter and better than brown-eyed kids. And brown-eyed kids had to wear a collar and they had to sit in the back of the room and they had less time for recess. And they were basically treated poorer than the blue-eyed kids. And then she, after recess, they came back and she said, my research is wrong. It's the brown-eyed kids that are better. And they had to switch and wear the collars. And, and it, it was traumatizing for these kids. And it, it brought them together. And I can post the YouTube video with the experiment. I just wanted to call to our attention as a question, like if we mention things that not everybody knows about, like what the effect of that is, because it becomes like this conversation between you and Clinton. And I don't know if it serves the space to talk about the experiment, but then if it doesn't serve the space and you're not going to say what it is, then maybe just not to say it. Yeah, I mean, almost everything we will talk, some person will talk about most of the other people don't know what it is. And Amanda, you have a practice of speaking, so we're not calling on people's names. So, you know, we're, we're going to be talking today about uh, guy in game worlds or um, how to take a stand for something that doesn't exist. And it's like, if you don't already know about that, then you're in the right call. If you already know about that, then you should be holding mage training calls yourself. So, so most of the stuff we explore in this place, almost nobody, including me, already knows about. So it's, it's a distinction that won't really land in this space in terms of trying to be polite and trying to be nice so that you're not talking about somebody that something that nobody else knows about. It seemed like- I wanna Go ahead. share Shannon, yeah, thanks Shannon. I guess with the space too, really, like my research with hierarchy recently has been to do with mentorship and how mentorship has manifested in my life so far. So like on, on one extreme, like, and this came to mind Clinton, when you just brought up prison camps and that maybe that's like any one example of one of the worst manifestations of hierarchy. And then one of the most beautiful experiences of, I'll use the word hierarchy for now, but some kind of a, a dynamic, an intimate dynamic between myself and another who has more experience in a context than me is, 
is what I've called to this point mentorship. And I've been really exploring that. There's a mentor that I've had for a while and I, I feel like I've graduated from him being my mentor. Maybe he's still my mentor in a way, but but I, I realized that for a lot of the, <clears throat> for most of my time knowing him, I've been in my child ego state with him. And I've been looking to him at, for, like all at once, it's been very respectful uh, in terms of relationship, but I've been in the mode of, being, of saying, what's the, what's the thing I should do now? What's the thing, what's the next thing? What's my next step? And my graduation from that is, is entering my adult, coming from my adult. And, and so my research around hierarchy is, yeah, how to, I haven't quite put it into words yet, but it's something like hierarchy is a step, but becomes, yeah, when I enter into my adults and I interact with others from my adult, then it dissolves into something else experientially. Thank you. I'd like to shift the conversation um, more in the direction of this mage talent of taking a stand for something that does not exist yet. And, and it's, a, it's a talent. Now, I wanna give one example, but then I would like you guys to give examples. So one example is that we'll be practicing actually is to see a potential in someone that is, so this is something that does not exist yet. It's a, it is a potential. And the thing is, if you can accurately perceive a potential in someone and create the circumstances in which that potential can potentiate itself, become, become real. This would be one of the things that I would classify as mage work. And, and on the one hand, you have to be able to see this potential which doesn't exist yet and take a stand for it, take a bigger stand for it than the person you're speaking with. Because if they were taking a big enough stand for that, it, it, it could exist, it could, it could emerge. And so, but you're the mage, you're taking a stand for potential that's, that you can perceive as possible and it doesn't exist yet, does not exist yet. And, and then it could possibly emerge and then it's a, an entirely new world for your client or whoever you're doing this for. And then on the other hand, in, in a way, which is a, a subtle thing to take note of, it puts you in a kind of hierarchical position with that person. If you can see something that somebody else cannot see, in a way, you're higher in a hierarchy than they are. And one reason I'm mentioning this is because what we're, what we're unfolding in ourselves here is a lot of these things. Maybe you have noticed it already, but 
a number of the things that we're developing here together in ourselves as potentials and bringing them, emerging them into our lives. These things, most people in the world have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And so what that means is in, a, in a, there's an English phrase, American phrase called, you can run circles around them. You can run circles around them. If you know the distinction between feelings and emotions and somebody's having an emotion and they think it's a feeling, you can stand there and be unhookable and you know, you're running circles around them. So in a way that's, it's a, a hierarchy of, of consciousness or awareness, like you're more aware of what's happening than they are and you are running circles around them. So I'm telling you, 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 are, you are farther up on a hierarchy of awareness right now than you might imagine. And it's not going to go away for the rest of your life because most people in the world will not catch up to you ever. <clears throat> and I'm not saying this is good or bad or right or wrong. It depends what you are using it for. And uh, the work of a mage, we're doing this to as the evolution of consciousness. We're serving Gaia. We have this, you know, we've got a job security for a million lifetimes on yeah. this planet alone. And so there's, uh, but at the same time, we need to, you, each of us needs to deal with a kind of superiority that can emerge from that, a kind of arrogance that, kind, that can emerge from that. And uh, Lee Lozowick, he used to, he used to say, um, pretending not to be superior when you really are. And so it's a, it's a kind of, it's a kind of grounded humanness to call into your conscious improvisational theater to use the word improvisation because there's no script unless you tap into a script in which case there is a script but only you can see it unless somebody else has a line in the script and then they can see it and if they don't say their line in the script then the whole play drops so I think you know what I'm talking about so the the part about having to deal with your gremlins relationship to having awareness that other people don't aware and what are you going to do with it? How are you going to use that in daily situations? And a lot of us numb ourselves to it. We just confuse ourselves about it. We just think, oh yeah, I can see this and they, they don't see it, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe, who knows? <clears throat> we try to confuse ourselves. But, and I wanted to mention another thing which came out earlier and not doesn't really fit right now, but there's a way that when, when we're in a circumstance with other people and uh, it's called flowing power, that there's a way to <clears throat> pass the energy over to someone else who, for whatever reason, is, uh, is not able to take the power themselves. So, what? Yeah, or, or as, a, as a gesture, it's basically, it's a extraordinary and it can also be an archetypal gesture to flow power in in a relationship, for example, 
in 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 relationship but and also it could be in a space or and i mean just an example i was thinking i, I noticed it earlier we were eating some pie that clinton has made and but actually i put it together and, and clinton said this is such an amazing pie and, and you put it together and so he flowed power to me when actually when really he he made the pie the pie and i as a it's like as, as to respond to this gesture, I said, well, it was, it was under close supervision from you. And, and it was a way for me to flow back power to him that he, he was there in the space and, and, and wanting this pie to be extraordinary for us. And it wasn't like a, like a positive uh, fake thing. It, it's a, it's a, it's gesture that we make among ourselves, And, um, and, and that's, in, in this, this space of relationship, but it, it also, it is a powerful uh, tool, like a powerful gesture as a mage to uh, direct the attention and the, like the flow also of energy from the universe towards other people. Because basically when you're gonna be in spaces and you're gonna move, really just physically move, or energetically change your uh, relationship to the space or say even one thing because your being is bigger and your gremlin is bigger and you take more space. And so you have that power in a space and to not diminish that, to not like to, to deny that power then is also not taking responsibility for it and for what you're creating in a space and in relationship. And, but, and then you can use the flowing power uh, tool like gesture to, to even out, like to, to spread out this, the, the, your, the bigness around, around the room. I mean, the flowing power does not make you smaller or weaker. It is not about self-effacement. It's not a status game of trying to, like uh, mm -hmm. the slave must play a lower status than the master. And so he's constantly in, in a way flowing status to the master and then he's low status. That's not what this is about at all. If you successfully flow power to another, another person, you get to be around an empowered person. That's the thing. You get to be around an empowered person. And why would you want it anyway else? So that's that's more what it's about. Mm. I'm going back. I know there's we're kind of jumping around and there's a bunch, but I still want to go back to taking a stand for something that does not yet exist. And because I would like to ask you a question, I would like answers from you that. And I know that we haven't discussed this, so there is no right answer. And, and but the question is, if you did a mage work process on someone, with someone, for someone, what would it create for them? If you did mage work for somebody, what would it create for them? And I'd like some answers from you. Because we've, we've bantered around with the phrase enough. We've been exploring the territory for six weeks. You've been doing experiments and research. If you're doing a major work process with somebody, what would be the result? 
I've been working with a young couple um, for a few months now. And one of the things that I experienced recently with him and they were working together was exactly this flowing power uh, narrative showed up in the field of the work together. And what words came out in the not knowing was, do you know that you are a guardian? Do you know that you are a space holder? Do you know this? And this young person, uh, he was like taken aback. And I took a stand for him being a space holder and a guardian. And she, and they have just done this process, right? Where she, yeah, she was a listener, a listening space for him. And immediately when that happened, she said, oh my gosh, yes, that's who you are. And now they went back to their process in this encouraging, this is who you are. You are a space holder. And it was very, very powerful. And I want to say that that is, uh, yeah, an answer to what you're asking. I took a stand for that and they resonated. Thank you. Thank so you. one of the things that would be a result would be a new identity is what you're saying. Yes. To occupy a new identity. Yes. The next day he shared a writing about it. He wrote it down. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you, that I got from what you said is that, that uh, your client could start taking a stand for the previously invisible potential in them, start to occupy it. Correct. He had not seen it and neither had she. Thank you. Thank you. What else? I have taken a stand to bring expand the box to Calgary, Ontario, or Cal Calgary, Alberta in Canada. And it does not exist. Like this expand a box does not exist yet. And we don't have participants that are signed up yet. And yet it's, it's happening like this taking a stand for it and, and, and flowing power towards this is making it more real somehow. And having a team, I'm working with Nicole and Scott, having a team to, to, to co-create this out of nothing is also making it real. Thank you. Thank you. The way I would uh, say it in a more general way, it would be mage work is the, creating a, a guy on game world, expand the box as a guy on game world that other people can inhabit and, and transform in. Thank and, you. And also this, a lot about creating a next culture team, be a space holder for a, a, a next culture team. Yeah, and support other people to be that kind of space holder. And Chloe, you said for other people can inhabit and? Transform in. Yeah. Thank Resolve you. Resolve in. 
Thank you, Brian. Uh, did Yamshu, you were going to say something? Yeah. And somebody else. Also. <coughs> when I work with clients, oh, sounds fun. When I work with patients, uh, in the kind of of this mage uh, concept or construct. The most important thing for me in the beginning is to create a really safe space. And from the safe space, I can see that the resistance or the uh, egotistic matters in the, in the other person, they really melt down. And in this deep trust, I find it quite easy to help them to empower themselves. And this empowering could be in many ways directing uh, from my perspective, to support the healing. Not only with homeopathy, but also with um, giving the, 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 the patient the, this deep feeling he's completely understood here, he's completely safe. And that's what many people respond. Um, yeah, if I just talk to you, I, I change my personality when I go out after one and a half hours. That's how I understand the mage work up to now. For, when you from, say changed from, personality, you're actually mean changed on the one hand identity, but also changed box. Yes, and so also the part of their box changes. Also in the in the patient's box. Yeah. Box changes, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And also make them aware of their box. Yeah. Yeah. They're just the power of awareness, any new thing that they become aware of, the consciousness itself has this transformational effect. And they can trust, they can begin to trust themselves. Because somebody understands them or, or they can lean on for some time. They can do what? And also this, lean on? They can lean on or they know they, they, they can not cling, but they get support. Yeah. Okay. Not a dependency. I, yeah. I, I think it has, it seems to me that it has to do with having uh, somebody hold space in this safe space, but also really honest, like completely. Yes. And then, then they can find themselves. They have something to bounce again, yeah. to find themselves. And that is, and then they can be, oh, this is me. And there's so many yes, exactly. people who, yeah. like this, I think we've talked about in some spaces about who are not fully incarnated and need this completely safe space to um, bounce here, bounce there and find where they are instead of having ongoing feedback. And then the, the adaptiveness is so big, then they lose, it's like ongoing being not there, but you can yes. hold a space where, where they can find themselves. Yes. At one point about this hierarchy we had before, for me, it's if I'm really in a, uh, if humility in this situation, it doesn't go, I mean, it doesn't bridge, it's not looking down at them, but to be humble on this level of, of uh, intensely showing my feelings and showing a direct response to the people, they, to the clients, patients, whatever, they feel safe. Mm. And not uh, what they normally know from doctors, they have five minutes time and they uh, hand over the 
Okay. I look for a way that you get better. Divyamshu, will you repeat that you can heal my? Repeat the last sentence, okay? It's about. I get. I uh, man, I'm just exploding as you might see in this, and I feel. But. Right, look, we'll get back to you. Uh, to accompany them on the healing process. Ah, yeah, okay. Thank you. There was somebody else before going to say something. Uh, I think I'm frozen. Yeah, we'll get back to you, Divyamshu. Uh, Christina, was that you? or? Yeah, so what, what I see is that what what you said, Clinton, earlier about for, for me this is rank. It's not really hierarchy, but it's kind of a it's to have um, an awareness and an embodied rank about like knowledge, spirituality, and um, and to to open the space in this awareness that I ha I maybe I'm um, I have more like what you said like I'm I'm I own my hierarchy but i'm not coming from above but really on eye level so that the that the space uh, becomes so safe that the the person can just melt away um into uh, a liquid state or a transformative space because um they they see or they they feel that there's more and they can also go the same way it's, it's like going first and um, seeing the potential in, in me. Sometimes it's like, oh, wow, I can do that too because I'm referring to them really on eye level. It's like, it's not, I'm not superior. I, I, you can do that too if you come along. It's like, come, come my way. I'm, I'm just um, holding the hand to them and then they are jumping. Yeah. Thank you. Cool, thank you. Naomi, you're gonna say something? Yes. For me, a result of mage work is that somebody has the experience of remembering. It's like new information, but it makes so much sense that they feel like they remember it. And this for me is encouragement that they have authority and that they inside carry things that are valuable and it encourages them to be curious and interested and keep going and start including themselves in the people that are that have something valuable to say so when i i have had that experience from from getting in touch with possibility management that i get reconnected to stuff that i i kind of feel like i knew that i wanted to know and i realized that when i when i learned and for me, what you are doing right now, Anne-Chloe and Clinton, is also mage work that we say something and you say yes, and you give some more context and you add what you see. And then it's a collaboration in which we're both finding out something. And it's empowering for everyone because we learn something together. Along those lines, then it will make sense to you when I say what you just said makes sense with regards to past lives. 
that people would mm. have experience explorations, matrix. They would have so many distinctions which are often forgotten or not, re not yet remembered again. And that possibility of remembering them again is extremely efficient learning. Mm. Mm. Yes to that. Yeah. Yeah, what I see is the healing and the like cleaning out of all the mush in the five bodies and done through healing processes or whatever tools we're using in the moment. And with that space, then it opens up, you know, the, the space where the archetypal lineage can, can find them. And so they get the clarity then on their life purpose. And it's always been there, but because of all the traumas, they were not able to find it. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. I, go ahead, Scott. I have the image of a crystal ball. So, like, and, and maybe a, a more teacher kind of traditional way of of getting not like in a hierarchy, like getting knowledge or having a client with somebody is like, I have the crystal ball and you don't. And my experience of just leading co or co-space holding this men's rage club with Devin that just, we just finished was really from the beginning, like being like, there's a crystal ball in the center of this space. Like there's no, like there's no, we're holding, we're creating no illusions that anyone in this space doesn't have access to what, whatever's the sources of clarity that is creating this space. And so putting it in the center, whether it's crystal ball or whatever, the bright principles, I just, it's, there's something I noticed that in that group space, and I think this same effect can happen with just a client, a one-on-one -on -one client, but where for the participants, something rearranges. And I think it's this remembering thing again. It's like the, the remembering of being in a witch's circle or a magician's circle. And, and that, oh, I, it's, this, it's this memory of a way of being together where there isn't abuse and co coercion where it's just there's that I am as a participant in contact with the mystery and I don't have to go anywhere this is I can be here present with this thank you thank you mm -hmm. we could go on this is sufficient to do where we want to go next I would like to reflect back that we have just been doing discovery speaking. This has been discovery speaking. How many could people could feel it? Could you feel the energy shift when we dropped into that space? Yeah. So I know half of you did not get a chance to speak. And in a true discovery speaking journey, we would have just kept going and flying. We would have kept flying and amazing stuff. And there's part of me that's going, I want to keep going and, and Chloe's kicking me under the table going, let's do the exercise. So 
No, the message was let's keep going. <laughs> that was the message. Really? Kicking you into the No way. Okay, well let's. <laughs> okay, then I'm I'm saying let's let's do the. Okay, should I say it? Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to be in groups of three. One is a coach. One is a mage. One is a client. Mage do mage work on the client. We have pages of notes right now about, about what mage work is. And you know you cannot really work from the results backwards. It doesn't really work to do that because you need to be able to check what's real in the person in the moment and find out what's possible. Meaning what doorway can they go through right now? What doorway are they at that they could go through to create a mage result that you could create for them that they can hold? Uh, it's possible to create mage results that your client does not have the matrix to hold when they leave your office. This is a disservice. It does not help people. Even though you're enthusiastic, you want them to be able, you wishful thinking that they can hold this result that you'd like them to create. If you make it so they can create it in the space where you are, but they don't have the matrix to hold it, they walk out half hour later they go into this major breakdown and, and they lose more than they gain from that. So you need to create what they can hold. So that's, how long do we have? I'm do 10, 10, 12 minutes. Okay, I'd like to give uh, time for feedback and coaching um, as part of that from the client and the coach. Coach is coaching all the way, but client, I'd like them to discuss okay. it for a few minutes. So what, so 11 minutes and then three, three minutes of coaching? Yeah. Okay. So 11 minutes of, Mage work and which is not enough and three works of feedback and coaching. Divyamshu, yes. I'm not ready for any. <clears throat> My head is completely exploding. I think I have some serious heart problem. I lie down. Okay, so I, there's Catherine that's also laying down, and that's fine. Divyamshu and, and, and Amanda, you guys could be in the same group and just do laid down processes. And we wait for the time to pass. I wouldn't say that. I don't think you're in the same group. And it's like to do mage work where people are. So be mm. clients where you are, as <sighs> as laying down as what you need right now. So I don't think you are all. You're Divyamshu, not in the same group. Divyamshu, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to feel well heard, in in the, from Anne Chloe's response. You need to also feel that you were heard. Yeah, I feel heard, and I yes, we'll see. Yes, and I have heart problems too, and I do not want to be a mage. But you could be something else. You could be a plant waterer, for example. I can be something else. With the sun, or the wind, or the air. Yes, but I will have to lay down. Fine, excellent. Be a bee pollinator. Okay, and Nicole, please, in the room with us. Thank you. Here we go. I'm gonna get that so much. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. All right, Nicole. You have to you have to do both of us because we have three people out there, three mages who went horizontal. What did we do right? 
you, I heard you remind them that, that there's, that there's still possibilities. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually trying to have a short meta conversation about, you know, for the first four meetings and Chloe and I were looking at each other going, are we really providing people with enough stuff? You know, are we, are we, is it really use, are we, because there's so much, you know, I've got 19 pages of stuff and we've done maybe one of the list of things. And so, and yet now we see three people laying down and two other people who are not here, at least two. Four. Four who are not here. Yeah, two in the lab and okay. whatever. So, so it's just a, if you have any hit, if you have any idea about, is this too much? Are we going too far? Is it, is there not enough to stand on? What, what, what is falling apart in these people that they're going through these liquids? Or in you. In who? In, or in Nicole. She's, she's not, she's fine. Well, she has yeah. blue eyes. She's one of the blue I, eyes. I'm, I'm wanting more. I, and maybe it's about gremlins. Maybe it's about what you said about if people don't have enough matrix to hold what's happening and, and who knows, maybe there's something about what, what else people have going on in their lives that maybe they don't, they don't, they don't tell about that they don't include in their consideration about being in such a evolutionary space. And yeah, who knows what echoes up to about that. And I so appreciate that you're asking about it. And that just tells me that that considerations are are being made and new possibilities are being like on you're on the lookout for things. So what do you want more of? I just I just I want it, I want it to keep going. I thought it was 13 weeks because there were 13 movies and 13 and I was so sad when I heard it was 8. And and there's there's also something about Say it again. There's also something about the like my 3 cell hasn't worked out very well. Like I mean it's not a problem and it it's just the nature of the three people in it and their different like levels of availability to to be together and and do something with this opportunity of a three cell and and I have other three cells so I I'm not yeah I'm not like going without at all Try to answer my question. Will you say it again? What do you want more of? I want more people in my house that are living it every day together. And you can't give me that in an online mage training. So what do you want more of in the online mage training? I can't think of anything beyond like more time doing it 
because it's so rich for me and it's so working for me. Can you explain working for you? The, the things that are said. Yeah, this is helping me notice more about what's not working and I don't know what there is for it. It's when people repeat what's already been said or say it in a new way and it's not really going forward. And and then I feel scared that I'm saying that because if they're saying it, then maybe there's something new for them about it that isn't new for me. I didn't need that. Like I didn't need more about it and I'm hearing more about it. So then I'm making for myself what there is for me in that. I have a proposal for an experiment for you. And it's this, you just avoided this authority slash like this superiority that we Clinton was talking about in terms of this is what I see. And then you say, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the other people needed it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. About what you just said right now. Yeah. And instead the experiment would be this is what's not working for me and this is my experiment and to skip this whole thing of well maybe other people need it like who in a way it's like who cares yeah like what why does why does it matter in terms of the question that of the question at at like how do you say on the table yeah that's my gremlin trying to prove that i'm thinking about other people and i'm not a selfish bitch yeah the other distinction is that this is not mind candy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. To what extent are you using it as mind candy? The answer would be results. The answer would be new results. It's you know like it's not intellectual entertainment. It is possibilities for new experiments, and yeah. so experiments can only be done by each person, including you and us. But in this case, you. And the question is, if you if you get the mind candy, ecstasy, intellectual ecstasy of new whatever synapse connections then you go away and you don't implement new experiments, it's not working. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it goes along with my, one of my numbing strategies is to think. And, and that's, that's all about eating mind candy. And it, it, it just, I just get older, I don't get new synapses. And I, I get I also get sometimes when it's with other people, I get like a sense of connection and I'm questioning about how authentic the connection of like eating mind candy together is. Yeah, that's a great way to check. So what, how has mage training so far resulted in you doing new experiments? 
Can you, can you talk about some of the new experiments? From, from that, from the experiment of noticing mechanisms, noticing my incoming, I've, I found more parts of myself to experiment with. And, and, and one of them is the, this actress, and that goes with my box, my main box strategy, or my second box strategy, which is the actor who, who uses whatever box strategy is going to work in a situation. And it connects with what Shannon was saying. And this idea of having a box and the map of the map of constricting sphincters and being like the light that shines onto a stage that, that I'm the being on the stage and the world is, is the audience and the, the bright principles rippling out and having effects and giving me bigger game worlds to play in. I'm noticing what, what's the next game world for me to play in that, Have that I'm about that. Have you written an article about that? No. Okay, well, I've, it's the third time I've heard you, your, the depth of embodiment that you have about that particular map, about the re restricting sphincter map. And it would be really valuable, I think, for you to write an article called Just Noticing the Next Game World. And it, not just noticing it, but enlivening or bringing to life or activating Inhabiting, maybe inhabiting, create inhabiting the next game world. Noticing it is just more mind candy. Yeah, I have to inhabit my next pen. Yeah, this is actually this is really something. This whole mind candy thing, and not 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 creating with with. Like talking about it instead of and thinking about it and instead of like creating an article like doing more work on the game world and that's some yeah i want to do an experiment about catching myself doing that why don't you change it to a practice of yeah not yeah not practice of not doing it what are the the hints what is your experiential hints because it's only when you're going to have the experience that you can catch yourself yeah i can think of one that happens after which isn't so much help and it's still on the list okay what? Kind of leaving leaving a space and almost it's as if I step into nothing, like step into thin air where I was in a fantasy world actually. And now when I'm in the in the here and now, nothing nothing just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And when I notice that when I notice the com a conversation's been going for a while like more, you know, like more than five or 10 minutes and it's just starting to be candy eating. Like, like it's almost like I don't even have a physical watch on my hand, but I can feel it ticking. And it's like, time is passing, time is passing. This isn't creating. So that's the experience. 
forget about the time limit because there's some conversation that lasts for hours that are completely discovery and at risk, but this, this time is passing. Yeah. Like what, it, what am I doing? Yeah. It's probably a message from your archetypal lineage going, you know, talk is cheap. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you prepared to do about it? I have a couple more hints about this mind candy. It often happens when the two or more people are agreeing with each other. And then you, you're staying at the same level and like patting yourself on the back, basically, or like yeah. whatever. It's like this agreeing and there's no risk. There's no question. There's no, what about this? There's no new territory. It's like this little circus. And this, and it kind of is the same thing is this loving what the other person says. And there's this adaptiveness also in this giving the center away instead of being, okay, what is my experience? What is my experiment? What, where am I in that territory, in that conversation, in that discovery? Yes. And I'm noticing too, I'm remembering that there's one where where I'm just listening because I'm, I've given my center away that much. And they're the one eating all the mind candy and it's like, they think they're sharing it with me, but I'm not really even, it's, I'm like holding kind of a dead space. Yeah. So in a way we're doing it right now. Because mm -hmm. none of us are feeling anything. There's, wow. no, there's no feelings wow. going on. There's no shift. Thank you. Will you write that article? I feel scared to say yes, because my workbench is so full. Do you have and other articles? About that. Yeah. Do you have other articles on your workbench? There have been a few put on my workbench that have like fallen off. Okay, well, articles is pretty important along the way. So it, if it, you know, I just wrote an article recently and I saw how, how long it has been since I wrote the last article. It's like a year. And so I don't know in any case, I think they're posts, they're like, you say landmarks. So if you don't leave landmarks, people cannot go on the path with you. Yeah. Think about that. I don't know how you spend your time, but by when would you think you could do that article? By when could you do one page of the article? Wow. By tonight. Yeah. Okay. And then by when could you do the next page? You only have to do one page a day. Yeah. I I have a time this this match by by tomorrow by the next day. So three days? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
Could you also just send me a copy? I'd love to put it on a website. Yes. Great, thank you. Cool, where are we? The people are shifting to the next mage. Okay, where are we overall? We have 45 minutes. No, we have an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, cool. Oh, good. Good. All right. So are we circling here or are we going into a breakout room? So it'd be both of us and you also. And Nicole would also go into a breakout room. So we're going to send you around as a mage in other, you, you just choose which breakout room you want to drop in, land a distinction or two, and then get out. If you're not talking, you shouldn't be in the room. I need to make uh, you a co-host. Who, Nicole? Yeah, to be okay. able to do this. All right. Okay. Okay. See you later. How does it work though? Like just you click on the breakout room button and then you'll see all the breakout room and then you can move from one to the next. Thank you. Great. Where are we going? You choose. about like when I have a spark, what I, what my box does is my box needs to develop it and translate it in, in my mind first. And then, and then my box says, well, once it's ready, if you form it well enough, then your gremlin can get you to speak, get you to go out. What do you feel about it? I, f what I feel about what what you just said that process scared thank you keep going so i i it's like i i want some kind of mechanism that can just freeze the spark and not develop it and just like hold the spark and hold that feeling without having to know how it creates words or how it creates a fully formed idea and then just jump out with the spark and go I, 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 yes and, and uh while you were speaking you shifted again into the space of your box and took your hand away from where the feeling was so go again with that feeling <clears throat> you just said you just said it christina as a mage what you did was you just applied an instruction you gave him oh. an instruction and yeah. in this case it would be safer if you could make a vacuum and the way you would make a vacuum in this case is go i'm missing this i'm i want to hear this mm -hmm. i'm wishing this i'm wishing that you could share this part you're making a vacuum you are the vacuum can you could you say it again what you said but it, you make a vacuum uh yes jesse i'm i'm missing to hear more from this you were just before you were just describing how how this bridge looked like where you were stuck on and then you can speak from the unknown and i could already see this picture with you and i would like to hear more about it about and hold on, on the bridge jesse, just hold on Christina, there's a way energetically <clears throat> from your mind. You're not really mapped onto him. 
there's some, it's an energetic, it's your energetic body. You think, I don't know, you know, we're talking on a, on a computer and it's just a Zoom call. But in fact, in reality, your energetic body can go exactly to where he is right now, this instant and map onto him gently, just map onto him. Can you sense that? Can you sense this mapping on? Yeah, because you're, you're kind of playing safe and being back. And instead you could really go be right with this guy. He's in this unknown situation and you can be right with him. And then your, your responses would be more delicate, more, see if you can do that. Well, my impulse would be to do this right now. Yeah, go. But don't, don't give him anything. It's not about sending anything to him. It's about just mapping onto him. So we don't give anything to him. We're making a safe space for him to come out, for this mm -hmm. stuff to come out. It's a potential in there for that to come out, but you can connect. And if you have to use your hands like that to connect, fine, but don't put anything out of your hands. Your hands are very powerful. Put your mm -hmm. hands like this and stuff almost automatically comes out. But if you can kind of just, yeah, sense, in, sense being with him. If you have to do that with your hands to sense being with him, fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, Jesse, because she's doing it now. Can you feel any difference? She's really more with you now. I don't know if you yes, can. Yes, I can. Yeah. And then, Christine, just say something simple. Something simple. I'm still listening or something, mm -hmm. whatever I want. I would really like to know more about your... Wait. Uh, if you say I want to know, you both yes, go on your head. I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm with you. Okay. I'm listening, uh, Jesse. I'm with you. I like to hear more about. Uh, let more come out. Please, please let more come out to me. Please let more come out to me. So when I'm when I'm there, I'm scared to to go on with that. Yeah. To, to be faster and and. Yeah. And so, what if you took a moment to just simply listen to what the sadness is telling you? Breathe and slow down. Yeah. Shannon, the invitation would also be that you want to you want to hear you want to hear what his sadness is about. Yes. If he's just listening, then he's that's what he's doing right now. Yes. But he's not actually saying it. Shannon. Uh, yes. Try to not put what and Chloe said into your mind. Okay. And try to not do it right according to what and Chloe said. It's just a possibility. Gabriel. Wait, wait, wait. You're still, see, you're, you're trying to do something right now. That's not okay. what this is about. This is about trying to shift. So, so make a vacuum from yourself. There's a way that you were being a pressure in a way. It's almost a therapist sort of thing, making a pressure in a way. Try to draw this thing out and, and do it from your own 
from your own wish, you know, wanting God, could you, could you just tell me like that? I really, I would so much like to share that with you. Something like that, make a vacuum. So, so also Gabriel doesn't need to do something for you. Gabriel, would you share with, would you share one thing that you want for yourself? Just one. I, I want to know who I am. It's like I'm completely losing, losing any relation to reality somehow. And I'm, I'm playing a game and, and failing at it. So I'm, let me intervene for just a second, okay? Yes. Let me intervene. Gabriel, what if that's the wrong question? What question? Who am I? What if it's a fake question? Do you know anybody who knows who they are? Well, they pretend like it. Exactly. Exactly. And you see it. You see it, man. That's why we're talking to you in mage training. Because you see it. Yeah. And the ability to see it means you're out there in the nothing and that's what you are. Yes. Yes. We are a space of possibility. That's what you are, a space. And you can have anything you want in that space. And these people put all this pretend stuff in their space. Yeah. And, and the knowing is limited. It's the unknowing that allows us to play the infinite game. Yeah, and I mean, what do I want? It's like like the overwhelm of having to do so much things or wanting so many things and having these fantasy worlds of what I need and want and have to do and how, how life should look like. And I'm only, I'm only- Where is all that coming from? I don't know. Check it out. Where is all that coming from? These beliefs, these expectations, these assumptions, this pressure, these judgments, where is this coming from? Why don't you close your eyes for a second? Where is, even point to it, where is it coming from? I, don't, I forgot what I just said. The shoulds, you were talking about the shoulds and the pressure and the overwhelm. Where is it coming from? This is me. This is my head, my heart and my head. I don't think so. I mean, here's this question. If you were designing a human being, you were Gaia designing a human being, would you make him fucking neurotic? Would you make him insane? 
Would you make them like bouncing off the wall, trying to be adaptive to so many different forces they just want to kill themselves? No. Okay, so it doesn't come from your real design. It doesn't come from you actually, it doesn't come from reality. Yeah, maybe that's how it looks like in the, from the outside. From the inside, it looks very real. Yeah, just like painting the wall on the inside of your box, the painting looks really real. Thank you. Gabriel, my curiosity is about your curiosity. What? We're going to leave you guys. Thank you. Thank you for. Thank you. And please to have some time for feedback and coaching for Shannon. From yeah. I can do that. Thanks. That's that's all, Gabriel. Just my curiosity is about your curiosity. So they're just doing feedback and coaching. Do you want to bounce into a room already? No. Okay. Any any ideas? Anything from you? Or. Is that one person or is that two? Two. So, what about next? People can people share. I would I would do something else. Yeah. I'm just going to start. Okay. Thank you. Don't open your eyes. I just want you to know that you have a couple of guests. So you have some more guests. Thank you. Just an information we are only two, so we exp expand the situation, yes? Great. Naomi, what do you need more in, in the moment? I just need to remember what happened, that I was navigating this dark space, being this light space, and because you asked me to see and to smell and to feel and to sing it it just started entering me and I I just became this bigger this bigger light space with with all of that inside and, and all of the places in me that have felt empty were being filled yes <laughs> and it's like two things merged Yes, you welcomed it and you open it. Yeah, in a way that deliciously makes no sense and makes all the sense at the same time. Maren, would you see what you can do to check out if she, what matrix she can build to hold that so it shows up in practical ways in her daily life? Thank you. Simple, practical ways. Talking to her partner, talking to the mailman yes. you know doing her work yes okay. naomi i just have to pin her um 
you make a big step and really you, you hold the senses all and you allowed yourself to be. <sighs> and I, I will invite you for, that you can hold the connection with a small silver line from your energetic body to the center of the universe. At the same time as you hold the, uh, the, 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 the grounding cord and be in there. And take a, an energetic photograph of the five body sensations. So you have this photograph of it. Anytime you want, you just pull out the photograph and it's a, a map, it takes you right back there. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See you guys. Thank you. It's just always fluctuating and, and, and my gremlin is, is there and there, there, is, there is a lot going on. There is a lot of information and there is, there is a lot of space. There's like this unlimited like black space of nothingness around me. So what is your gremlin doing in this space? This whole yeah. lot of feelings. And what is she feeling? What are you feeling? What do you feel right now, Ryan? I feel fear. because I, I'm afraid because I want to let it through. I, and I feel sad because I don't know. I don't know how. I want to let it through so it, I can connect with people from this place. Yes. It's because she needs to hear yes. Or yes. that she knows you're still there with her. Yes. Let it bigger. It, Brian, let it get bigger. <laughs> I want to let it through. I want to... I interact with people from this space of my being and and my feelings <laughs> and you feel like in a prison with your own feelings you cannot let them go out is that what you said before is that what she said before iska no Okay, well, it doesn't look like she's in a prison, not yes. letting them out. Yes. It's the opposite. She is perfectly able to let them out. It's happening right now. Yes, so you feel sad because you cannot go feel, go with your feelings. And I, I'm afraid, I feel this, this big fear of like, what is, what is gonna happen if this is where I am and this is this is where I I am interacting from when I'm connecting with people and Brianna, 
Brianne, there's a huge yeah. sound. Let that huge sound out. The huge, the huge one. It, it's safe here. It is safe here. Yes. It's like they're all gonna go away. <laughs> but did they go what? away? Did they go away. Check, check yourself right now. It's just, just like you just said. Are you okay? You did, just did the thing you were afraid to do. Now check yourself. Are you okay? Could you do it again? Yeah. Prove it. Oh, again. So this is the fear that everyone goes away. And there's another feeling after that. Yes, that feeling. Let that get bigger. Yeah. Did we save, go save away? what you're feeling? You're all better. <laughs> and nothing is blowing up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Ten people about to, ten people to, to find out how you uh, how to get support. Yes. Yes. And so um, just call your people and ask, do you can you give me possibilities about this? Yes. You have a team, you have a village. Yes. And the emotional healing process about scarcity. Yeah, yes. I wrote that already. Yeah. Great. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Martina. Thank you, Michelle. Great. Yeah. Hello. At the end of our wrap up. <laughs> mm. How much yes. time do we have? One more minute, but if you could start doing discussion or feedback coaching about how it went, what, what worked, what could have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So Michelle, what really worked for me is when you have, when, you know, using this anger and using your anger to coach her and throwing her the source of power, um, flowing that to her empowered her so that she could see, she could see something else was possible. That really worked for me. Um, Hold on just a second. Martina, yes. How was that for you? For me? Yes. Yeah, the clarity was was the clarity was very important for me. The clarity to say what I want and not talking bullshit and not uh, making uh, uh, good girl stories about why I don't want that and want that. Just say what I want. I want that. I want that. I want that. And I want that. That was very empowering for me. Yeah. Yes. And Michelle, yes, you, you navigated her out of those stories into clear, you know, just clear, say what you need to say. And that was it. And I, that worked for me. Yeah. Mm, what didn't work was um, too much language. There was too, too, too much talking as the mage. I would have liked to have seen like 40% less speaking. Yeah. 
one thing is use your own fierceness on yourself michelle it's like to to when you have your sword like this the you cut the bullshit of martina and but the thing is you're not cutting your own and so it's to use the sword it has to edge and to really sense the edge on your own yeah your own too much bullshit around around this fierceness that worked yeah. Thank you so much for this, Aunt Chloe. Okay, mm -hmm. that was not necessary. That comment was not necessary. We talked with you about that before. This is social nicety bullshit. And you just destroyed, it's like an I know torpedo, you destroyed in a way that to really land on you. It started to land in you and then you put it out of you and you go, oh, thank you so much. That was so important for me. God, uh, uh, yeah. And you just send it out of you again. So it's a habit from you. You don't, don't do it again. You're going to do it right now. You're about ready to do it right now. You think you have to say something. But what that is, is blocking the stuff to really feed you. I think you're starving in there. Look, there's a way to relate to Martina as a client, any client that is partly like almost half or even more sometimes vacuum is to is to use your fierceness to make yourself into a space holder for a vacuum so something else can come out of Martina. I mean, sometimes when I've worked before and showed people, I've been like this fierce navigator type guy. Okay, well, there's also half the time, I'm this space, I'm a, I'm a, could you say more about that? What else is there? Or just plain silence and the next thing comes out of a person. And that would be a thing to, to explore. You could try exploring that. Thank you. I feel angry right now, Clinton, because the reason I said what I said, and I feel now fear about saying what I'm going to say, is that in my process here with the three of us, this is what came up for me. This is what I asked my mage to help me with. How to bring that into me what is this fucking blind spot that i have for me when i can be so effective for others and i feel angry that i could I, that i i feel angry that i couldn't relay it so michelle is this a feeling or an emotion right now it's it's an emotion right now it's an emotion and it was, a, okay, right now it's an emotion. Because this once I felt I was going to really nail, it landed because I, this is exactly where I was in the space already. And I feel angry that now I have this reputation about it and don't get cut any slack. This is kind of my freaking story right now. And I genuinely was grateful to Aunt Chloe because she said, it was sheer echo for me she said what i was what was in my field okay okay I'm, all i'm saying is the conversation we're having right now feels very distracting and very defensive okay. very defensive okay. and very distracting and mm -hmm. not and then you're just basically attacking your feedback people and so i'm not sure if that's your pattern to attack feedback people but it's no. not working right now Wrap it up. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys.
is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for navigating that. Anything? Yeah. So what are we, what are we doing now? Well, I'm just going to take some feedback and then we'll go into using impulses. Okay, great. And I would do a, I can start to that. Like I would do a breakout from. Okay. I thought you sucked them all out of the room. I give them some slack. Oh, okay. We're so generous. Generous. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 To do what we've just been doing and to do a lot of what we do, it requires being sensitive to impulses. And and the, the thing about impulses is where are they coming from? What's their purpose? Because impulses, as you know, can come from a parent ego state, a child ego state, old past life vows. They can come from advertisements in corporations. You know, and we have this illusion of some picture. We want to match a picture, and that's an impulse to buy Wrigley's spearmint gum or, or Rolex watches, whatever. So these impulses can come from so many places. They can also, yeah, come from shadow principles, all these things, incomplete emotions. And then what's their purpose? And so, so your impulse detector, one way people block this a lot is just have a high numbness bar for impulses. So the only impulses they get through are the ones that are over 90% intense, and they come out as kicking the dog, trying to beat the shit out of somebody, you know, quitting their job, slamming the door, these kinds of impulses. Or, or completely neurotic, uh, sleeping, zomb- zombieism. Buying stuff. Mm, yeah. Drugs, alcohol. Okay, so you are, have been lowering your, your impulse yeah. numbness bar for years. And you, most of you were born with very high sensitive impulse detectors and you had to figure out a way to protect yourself from your own impulse detector. So I don't know if you went totally numb for years or how you did it, but now it's time to lower your numbness bar with regards to impulses again. And then you may be getting impulses to be quiet or speak. You may be getting impulses from, for example, your archetypal lineage or your bright principles or your commitments, your practice commitments, for example. For, so there's so many places where you can be getting these impulses. They can also come from ECHO, for example, Earth Coincidence Control Office. There's imp- the field. The field, the Gaia from Gaia. 
you can get these impulses from all over, you still have to decide if it's just simply your box or gremlin defending itself in a subtle way, or if it's just a mechanical behavior, or is it a really valuable impulse? And there's no rule, a way to detect this. You, it's like when you walk into the ice cream store and there's 50 different flavors of ice cream, which one do you pick? Mm. You know, that you get this feeling. It's like, oh, you know, if you either go with a habit, I always get licorice and hazelnut. It's the only kind I eat, licorice and hazelnut. And I always get the same. Or you walk in, you just get overwhelmed. You go blind. I want this one and this one. Or don't pick any. Or you, yeah, you just walk out and go, I'm not even going in their ice cream store. It's too overwhelming to have so many choices to choose from. So this is the same thing with impulses, is those same kind of responses. And, and I mean, so there's also impulses that can come from your category of, of archetypal lineage. So game world builder, evolutionary, village weaver, and guardian in relationship to the game worlds that you play in. And it, it, it applies to like when you have a client as a mage, like what impulses, it's like, it's the, it's the nonlinear part. The impulses are really part of this nonlinear going sideways to offer a new possibility or discover new territory or any of what we listed in terms of what the mage work creates. I want to, I want to explain something. Raw consciousness is it's like what the universe is made out of. Some people call it God. Some people call it the field or the force or whatever you want to call it. Raw consciousness is so sophisticated and complex that we could, we could talk here. We could dive into mage stuff for years and hardly barely scratch the surface of what's out there. Okay. So the thing is so complex. And the thing is, and Gabriel, I'd like to speak specifically to you because you had that question, which is like, there's all this stuff. You know, there is all this stuff. And the thing is, none of it is you. None of it. So this is such a, a glorifying, joyful, uh, relaxing realization that none of it is you. None of it has to force you to do anything. You don't have to answer to any of it. It's all out there and none of it is you because, I mean, this is a research thing, but anyway, because you are all of it in the same, you know, there's this whole masculine feminine thing about the masculine being nothing and the feminine being everything. But, but there is this every, this complex consciousness that we're swimming in and we're swimming in and we don't even notice it because we are it but in the same like whatever a fish is made out of salt water you know if, the, if you took all the salt water out of a fish it'd be this dried up you know jerky fish jerky so 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 the fish is swimming in the water but the fish is not the water in a way so you're, you're swimming in this consciousness with all this stuff going on and we're not it. So you don't have to be overwhelmed by 
the unbelievable complexity, you don't have to value, you don't have to have a value system and reevaluate, well, which is true, which, what percentage, is this a 90% or is this a 60% importance? Of, you don't have to do all that stuff. You, what's needed is to have this mate, like a mage, just a mage detector, like your mage thing, you just, is basically what's, what's next, what's important here, what's real here, is this, is this, is this for me, like that, and then, and then the thing is, you're going to have to just try, and you will try things with your impulses, you will try things, and some of them will work, and some of them will not work, and this is how you develop this, this, I don't know, it's like a magic wand or something. It's this little, you're de developing the thing that goes, okay, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna do that. I mean, and then some of it will work and some of it will not work. And you listen to your feedback and, and without beating yourself up, go, that didn't work. That did not work, okay? All right, I put it in the department of things that didn't work so good that time. And you just keep refining it. So all of you so far, have really good, have been refining that so far really well because you're alive, because you have the time and attention to be in this space, because you're doing experiments, because you're, you're sharing this stuff with other people. You know, this means that you have succeeded. You have done a good job. Your, your impulse detector is really good. When you do mage work, you just need to take it to the next level. It's just the next level. Doing yeah, things. no, I thought you were going to say it's really fine because you're here, you're with us, and anyway, <laughs> you found the mate, it's a little bit egotistical, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. One other thing in... I have no ego. <laughs> maybe not not everybody is at this point, but it's just I'm I'm really hitting this point of, I have a bunch of impulses and... And, and I, I think really good ones, like ones that I want to do, when I want to put my heart and time and attention. And I, it's like, there's the reality of time. There's the reality of how much attention I have and how much, and, and that I'm, I'm this point, okay, I can't do everything that I want. And this has really been like, like I'm still in this process and this sadness of having to kill possibilities uh, kill impulses and say, okay, I this look kind of a priority that that comes in. So, and yeah. for me, I mean, you all have something like this, but for me, I'm at this place. I have resistance. I have this impulse to to follow up on an invitation to register possibility management with the World Unity Week people who are working with the United Nations and global level organizations and I haven't I forgot about it for a week and just completely spaced it out and so it's, it's there's a, a resistance for me to enter that game world with possibility management stuff and so it's a strong clear impulse and I'm I have it's I have this other thing going on that's just a, a my next emotional healing process you know whatever this resistance is about it so anyway, I'm just saying these are the kinds of forces that you all have. You could all tell stories about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you so that 
So what are we doing with it? So I have this proposal, we're kind of inventing it as we go along, to go back in groups of three, and it will be one mage in in two two space holders. Like one mage and two space holders. And your job as a mage is to I was gonna open to this free floating attention for the impulses. The, when you call it free floating attention, it's not responsible in a way or conscious. So okay. we need the other kind. We need the conscious conscious responsible one. Okay. So and it's and it's to lower your numbness bar to your impulses right now. To impulses that you have been numbing yourself to. Like you've you've got some and then there's other ones that you've numbed yourself and it's to lower this numbness bar in all five bodies. So it will be also the, the emotional body, but also the energetic, the archetypal, even the intellectual, and even the physical body. And to just say, and to say out loud, this is the next, this, the next impulse is, or my impulse is. And it can be related <coughs> to the people in front of you. It can be related, really, do not limit it. Do not limit where your scanner of impulses can go to. And you might it might be off the wall, like something that you never thought about, or it's not even in your field of attention, but because you're lowering your numbness bar, also this field gets bigger. So you might, for, and please write your impulses down while you are saying them. And, and, and doing every impulse that comes. Yes. Not discerning them, but well, no, making no, no. every. No. Use the ones that are the top level ones, the ones that okay. there's so many sources, Katrin. There's so many different sources that try to open, like and Chloe said, your field to the, all the sources that you may not have been listening to before and do the important ones, like write down the important ones, not the gremlin impulses. Yeah. Like, so, so for example, you might get this impulse that you've been suppressing for three weeks or something. I should call my mother or I should call my brother something like that. And, and then you write it down, you go, okay, you write it down and it, the source of it is, right, just say what the source is and say what mm -hmm. the purpose is. I should call my mother to apologize. I should call my mother to appreciate. I should call my mother to say I'm happy and I love you. I should call my mother to tell her I will give you back the baking pan that I borrowed last year. I'm sorry, I, it took me so long. Whatever the thing is. And then mm -hmm. go to the next impulse. and. It, but try to discern, like you've already refined your discernment about impulses from your box in Gremlin, and, and try to not have that as the main impulses in this space. So as your coach, you'll look at the person and they'll start coughing or their their shoulder, you know, their eye will be blinking, the shoulder will be, they'll be turning around, they have physical, they will have um, indicators that there's an impulsing coming in that they're ignoring with their their mind you know they're talking with their mind and they're and somebody somebody's sending an impulse through a different channel than their mind so it's in their hand you know it's almost like the start something exercise where the hand moves and that's the thing that you're starting so impulses come that way you can go ahead yeah you can audit your when you let your body move in under its own authority, it will be in contact with the sources of various impulses. I don't know, you've probably had the experience where you were trying to find something, you thought everywhere with your mind, you put your hand down and, and, and 
there it is underneath that book. You pick up a book and there it is and you did not even think about it, but your bodies know this stuff. Your body has the impulse. And so try to let impulses like that come through, not just from your mind. <clears throat> it would be about seven minutes per person. And then I just, less. okay, so six, yeah. six minutes. And then when I say shift, just take a deep breath and shift to the next person. There's not really any feedback or discussion. But coaches try to, try to help them. Don't, there's, no, there's no delay time really between one pulse and the next, one impulse and the next. So if they're thinking about what's the next impulse, go to here, you're just thinking. This is, this is not where impulses come from. So as coaches, like follow your own impulses for them to empower them. Here we go. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda, uh, while people are coming in, how are you, how are you doing? I'm doing a little better now. It's could be a combination of what the experiment we just did and the ibuprofen I took about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I have to tell you this story. It's from Irina Tweedy. And uh, this guy, Llewellyn Von Lee, who was her student. So Irina Tweedy was a Sufi teacher in England. And Llewellyn Von Lee was her, is her lineage holder now and uh he was interviewing Irina Tweedy one time and he goes god I just I feel like shit I'm this headache everything's like falling apart and she goes do you want a quaalude so a quaalude is a major heavy duty pain pain suppressors it's a, like ibuprofen or I don't know what it is it's just a major He's looking at her and he, she pulled it out of her purse. He's going, you use quaaludes? Like, no, but people use quaaludes and they're just knocked out for, you know, a couple of days. And she goes, yeah, every now and then somebody on a spiritual, you just have to take a quaalude. You know, it's just so much, there's so much going on, so big. And it's so insane, you know, modern culture compared to reality. And so every now and then fucking just take a quaalude. So. <laughs> yeah maybe that's what was going on <laughs> <laughs> okay any reports questions answers anything like that from anything today mm. we forgot to say the purpose in the first round 
of our impulses. And then when the people that went next did do the purpose, it really made a difference for me. I just remembered my own impulses and then saw the purpose of it. And it was like this extra motivation to actually do it. Uh, great. Did you, did you, could you perceive the kind of, how you say it, hyper-intelligence of some of the purposes, a kind of an, a transformational purpose or healing purpose, or did, did anybody notice some of those coming through? Yeah. Unexpected, yeah. Yeah, cool, thank you. Yeah, cool. So, I, somebody else? Gabriel? Yes. I had a lot of impulses that I already had like weeks or even a month ago that I didn't do just when I when I was lowering the, the, the bar, just the same impulse that I haven't thought of like in a long time just came up again. And was it was it useful stuff or what? Yes. Like it's important, like it's it's stuff I I, I know I need to do and I, I just I somehow my my box pushes it so push it is or finds reason why to not do it now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Or at all. Yeah. Thank you. Julia, what about you? I noticed um, impulses like, yeah, old stuff or older stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting with a question whether I'm just holding it in my mind. And like, I'd, I'm not sure I really got, like I feel sad because I'm not sure I really got out of the, it's not the exercise. Because I also know the purpose, it's and it's like not allowing myself to deep, go go a level deeper. I don't have the sense that I allowed myself that. Yeah. Can you repeat the last sentence, please? That I didn't allow myself to drop deeper or to be with what's really like popping up right now. Could you Thank give you. us one example of one of those purposes from before? Or one of those uh, impulses from like one of the impulses that it goes initiation program or the possibility mediation, you know, that's stuff. And I know the purpose, and I'm still like, I haven't done much on it. So, I well, yeah, okay, but wait. So, the, the purpose of this procedure was not to beat yourself up because you did not do it, it has nothing to do with it. No, no, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, my grandma likes to do that. and. And yet, so this is in my consciousness already, right? So that's not like. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I do this uh, practice is when I have impulses like that and it's not happening, there's also other forces at work. So yes, there's box and gremlin and resistance and old decision, but there's also, echo and other people in the team that are not and so I put them on the shelf just you can put them on the shelf and then you can wait for the next because it's, it's great Julia to for me to hear this because it it tells me that the universe still cares about you you know you're still a useful agent if you have that kind of impulse still around it's you're a useful agent and your time will come so like Aunt Chloe says that you, you sit them on the shelf and then let them hatch when they hatch, let them come out when they come out. But it's great to know you're still in the game. You know, there's a lot of people who don't get those kind of impulses at all. And 
you know, because they're not useful to the universe in a way. They have not made themselves useful to the universe to be put into positions where they would have that kind of impulse. So it's just kind of a, when I get that kind of, like you said, it's just a reminder, hey, I'm still in the game. The game's, the game is afoot. And the timing is, you know, that has its own timing, but it's, you're in the game. I mean, I wanted to, before we just hang up here, I would like to just ask you to do this experiment. And the experiment is, you don't have to do it right now, but during the week, check on how much permission you have at all levels to- What? How much permission do you have at all these different levels to learn what you're learning here? Because, because there could be all this fear coming up, there could be resistance, there could be anger, there could be these things coming up, sadness. And in a way, the exercise experiment is to give yourself new permission. Grant yourself new permission all over again. It's a start over exercise. You get to start over fresh in this life, in this world, in this knowing, you get to start over fresh in mage, in this knowing, in this kind of skill level, in this work, in these purposes. Give yourself permission. Like, I think a lot of us are dragging all this history behind us, all these past lives, all these memories, all this you know, school and parents and society and like all this stuff we're carrying along with us and give yourself permission to just go <sighs> and start over from here, start over from right there. And you can start over kind of each day. You don't have to drag all this stuff behind you and justify it and explain it to anybody or try to figure it out how this part over here matches with this part in your brain, you know, so you don't get nothing. It does not all have to connect together. The stuff you're learning is a new knowledge continent that is not necessarily matched onto any of your other knowledge continents in your mind anywhere. It's in, and if, you know, and I just want, yeah. this is one of the thing I wanted to have on the list of the um, effect of mage work. Like one of the result of mage work is building to build new knowledge continent also for your client, but for yourself, that makes no sense. Like it doesn't match what you already know, what they already know. If you need more information about the knowledge continent stuff, it's on the expansive learning website, expansive learning. Cool. So the, give yourself new permission. And write them in the telegram group about what, yeah. what permission like what is the thing that you're dropping like the explaining the reasonableness the, the burden, what yeah. you're carrying behind you all this i have to explain it to these people it has to make sense to the indigenous people it has to make sense to you know the einstein whatever just like feel free to drop all that i have one it has to make sense in my mother language mm. yeah. <laughs> Which language is that? German. Yeah. 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 German has only so much space for new things. It's not really Even if you can put like, 
mashed the word. Yes, the words together. Okay. Anything from anybody else before we set off into another experimental week? I just got a message that I, the house I'm living in is going to be sold. So, you mean a message from your phone, from, from your telephone? From, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which impulse? Echo is moving you. <laughs> okay, Scott. Yeah. We have so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you. Great to be Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay.